Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And it's hurtful. It's damaging. It's not just a pretty little thing to stitch on a pillow. Troubleshoot. Oh, my word. <laughs> I say this word all the time. I used to have my friends laugh at me because I would tell my two-year-old to troubleshoot. If I did see signs of that, that they didn't know how to play, that would be a huge red flag for me. So I'm not like trying to justify screen time, but also I don't see that in our kids. So that is one reason why I feel comfortable allowing some. Would not be surprising. <sighs> We just do our best. Yes, that's anyway. right. <laughs> okay, now I feel hot. Maybe that was a hot take. <laughs> they'll be like, they'll want a new Rubik's Cube or whatever, because Rubik's Cubes are life. And I'll be like, oh, you want a new Rubik's Cube? I support that. This is something you need to work on. And improvement, not perfection. Be prepared to revisit in the future. Like you were talking with screen time. It's You're not married to anything. We're right. all in this together. Well, you're married to one person. <laughs> <laughs> So new year, new you, right? You have all kinds of resolutions coming up here. No. <laughs> Lose 10 pounds, get a whole new wardrobe. Yeah, I will. Cook from scratch. Like <laughs> all the uh, things. Yeah. Um, so we haven't really talked about this topic too much in person. So we're going to hear our, each other's thoughts. Um, I hope I have some. Nice and raw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but before we get into today's topic, why don't we do a little catch up or yeah. What are you excited for? I am excited to go to California for the first time ever next week, I guess. Wow, that's coming up. I have done zero preparation. What area? You'll like it, I think. Carlsbad. I... Okay. So it's It's pretty... like a surf town, right? I don't really know anything about it, but I think it's like close to Mexico, like south. Yeah. So, yeah. For It'll... a work trip, I It guess. is a business trip for Eric. I'm a tag along, so I get to do, it's my ideal trip. I get to do whatever I want during the day. And then in the evenings, well, I think the one night there will be like a event or like a dinner out with the people that he's with. And then the other night we'll do our own thing. And then I think we're staying a day longer, which we'll probably go golfing because <laughs> that's what he likes to do. And I've already had my time to do what I want to well, do. Well, beautiful so. weather in January. Yeah. I mean, I mean what's not to love? I, I like driving the golf cart, <laughs> so it'll be fun. Eric owns um, some what body shops. I Auto guess, body shops. Yeah. yeah. So he's out there is he out there for training and stuff or it's, is it more sales things it's through their paint company okay um so the people the top i don't know it's like a group from that company you have to sell a certain amount yes of oh so it's actually not a work trip like it's literally pleasure for no fun. it's like a no it's work okay. they have meetings and they like they set goals together and then so they like discuss it's all like insider information or yeah, whatever yeah. like they compare notes and you know encourage each other and share 
what works for their body shops and this, like a show and share and so tell, is he I going guess. to like a convention center yes. those days yeah. yeah 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 okay I think a lot of people can understand that that's kind of a common thing I think. yeah I think so it's like industry for like, but it's not like this big seminar with like no, a guy pumping them up so will you be like solo yeah during the oh day when word. he's in meetings. like go to a coffee shop yes. do, oh my go word, for a walk so go to the fun. beach like I can do whatever I want on my own and I just love that Wow. So. That's awesome. We were in Santa Monica and Vegas. We did a trip for our first baby moon ever. And everything was perfect about it except the food. Like the food was such a struggle. Now I would love it because like I'm the avocado toast girl. I would yeah. love to have like an acai bowl, all that stuff. But back then, like I think it was poke bowls were like a thing. And it yeah. was just we ate at one place two nights. It was ridiculous. Like we ate at the same place because we wanted meat and nobody had meat. We were in Santa Monica, so it's pretty hippie, I yeah. think. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, maybe it'll be um, like that. I so no that was idea. a little bit of a struggle, the food. It's funny. And we also came from Ve- we flew into Vegas because it was so cheap to fly to Vegas. Yeah. And then we road tripped over to LA and Santa Monica and everything. Um, but like coming from Vegas with all the good food and stuff, right. Santa Monica felt pretty small. But yeah, your anyway. palate has expanded a lot since then. Oh, I know. Oh, both of ours. Like when I think you were about, little, like, you ate like nothing. No, but even like I feel like a lot of my friends and stuff. Our first dates were to Olive Garden. Yeah, and like yeah, places we, like that. We went to on the border. <laughs> we just didn't know about things. Right. Yeah. Oh, we didn't have money for things either. Yeah, and our parents. I mean, maybe that's a Mennonite culture thing, but like we didn't go out to eat as a family super often so it's not like I had my favorite restaurants pre-dating or anything right yeah we were just learning everything yeah like um, Longhorn was like a fancy place oh like, Longhorn is still our go-to <laughs> like we've been to all the fancy places like we like a good fancy dinner and we do that but like Eric is a big Longhorn fan and I I don't hate it so there's like one thing on the menu that I always get the Parmesan crusted chicken because it is amazing and nothing else is worth it chicken at Longhorn is just like a crime no it's, <laughs> it's really not and eric will often be like yeah actually your chicken is better than my steak <laughs> wow so i must i need to try it i guess it's the best anyway without further ado let's get into our homemaker hot takes i forget what i have for mine this time yeah I'm what's yours to... go ahead you go first today store-bought salad dressing is trash oh Make your own. It is so much better. And I'm like a recent convert to this because I'm always like, why are salads that I make just not as good as like a restaurant salad? And it's the dressing. And it is so easy to make homemade dressing. I found a good Caesar dressing that I like. Caesar is our favorite salad. Wow. Is it have anchovies in it? No. Okay. It has Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire? Yes. To give it that. I think that's a similar flavor palette or whatever. As the, uh, I think it's anchovy paste. Anch- yes, anchovies. No, I do not. It's all ingredients that I almost always have on hand. So it's you know no. Mm, nothing she texted to me. That yeah, sounds good because really we good. love Caesar salad. Yes, it's amazing. And like I like my own salads when I have good dressing. And my sister in law is the one that I give credit for this inspiration in my life because she makes most of her own dressings and they're just so good. I'm like, this is what I'm missing. And then I go like to use bottled ranch i'm like this is nasty like it's trash make your own yeah food from the heart cookbook has an amazing french dressing recipe my sister-in-law makes and it's so good i don't even like french dressing really but that stuff is bomb it's so good Hmm. but how do you keep it fresh like it always takes milk and stuff and i have to throw it out in a week the caesar actually doesn't take milk it's mayo and it's really really thick but it doesn't have milk or cream or anything in it Okay. But yeah, it lasts like my homemade a long ranch time. and stuff, I have to make it like every five days because it starts to get bad. 
And yeah. I like I guess I'm using fresh herbs and stuff too, so that's breaking yeah. down in there and no, everything too. I think Caesar that's my problem. Lasts a really long time. I might have to try it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think everybody would agree that store-bought is not as good but it's also with my family we all like a different dressing yeah and <laughs> so I feel like yeah I sometimes set four different dressings on the table I will say if you are gonna get a store-bought dressing get the one from the refrigerator section not yeah. the, the more expensive ones in the glass stable. bottles yes it is a world of a difference but like that bottled ranch that you pick off the shelf is <laughs> it's trash yeah I know some people love Aldi ranch but our family does not <laughs> I mean I, I'm a ranch girl like I'll eat any ranch like I'm not gonna discriminate whatever i'll eat the bottled ranch but like if you have a good homemade one there's no comparison my hot take might be a warm take too i'm not sure but mine is tupperware is the worst i think we're going into the new year let's just all together hold hands sing kumbaya and throw our tupperware in the trash (laughs) seriously okay i was the 18 year old or 19 year old engaged girl who had a tupperware party pool party (laughs) i had all my friends come you know, because you get, it's, is it kind of an MLM type of thing? It is an yeah, MLM. Yeah, it's an MLM, which you know how I feel about that. Um, and so I had this party and I got like $1,200 kettles for $600. And like, actually my Tupperware kettles are awesome. But I was they're not say, Tupperware. Let's not be bashing the Tupperware kettles because they're good kettles. I have you have those too. Yes. And they I are do, awesome. I no, no complaints. Yeah. And they're, they're not ugly. They're sleek. No, and they're healthy. I mean, they're like the stainless steel, like they're not... not yeah, there's nothing trendy up. about them at all. They're no. going to last forever. I love my kettles. Um, but like as far as Tupperware, one, I'm always melding the lids so that I don't have the lids. Two, they get gross and disgusting because I microwave things in them and I shouldn't. Okay, so maybe this is just a bunch of problems with me and like user error. But honestly, if I had a daughter who's getting married, I would say do not even look in the Tupperware aisle. Get all of the glassware with the lids. It's shorts heavier, but that's what you could put your leftovers in. Get glass measuring cups like the measuring bowl get glass get all that stuff like Mm -hmm. I don't know that was just the thing I think back in the day and now I'm like and now I have all this Tupperware that's haunting me in my Tupperware cupboard I'm like why do I have it so I'm slowly in the process when I see a good deal I will replace and I will donate or throw away legit probably totally fine Tupperware but I'm just ready to see it go okay so I will rebut you a little bit I agree with you as far as like the the dishes that you that are just supposed to be microwavable it was like the vent yes, on the top they are I've used those for years and I don't even know if I have I might have one still they get like white residue but yes, those are kind of a joke they're not probably the healthiest I don't yeah I agree with you on that However, like the big bowls with the plastic lids. That, That's a bowls. Okay. Yeah. Those like, are still in pristine condition because yeah. I'm using one to make snack mix. And right. Stuff. And like you're not, um, or like leftover soup or something that you're not heating it up in there. Like I've had my bowls for like, I no, recently glass. did get rid of most glass. of them, <laughs> but like for 10 years, a plastic bowl last that's a that's a good record for a plastic bowl and i do like the modular mates to store like um flour and stuff because they're airtight and they're not heavy to lift in and out and they fit perfectly in your cabinet so i do feel like they were i mean i'm not getting rid of them anytime soon yes yes okay i agree with you on those two categories but as far as like leftover storage which shannon doesn't do leftovers we've learned in our episode a couple seasons ago just throw it out no i did not (laughs) say that i we eat leftovers but yes leftovers if you're going to be my raving use glass i agree with that 
yeah so I don't know if I was starting out from scratch that's what I would want to tell someone but I'm just slowly turning things over yeah and you know what maybe they'll come out with something like oh you can't buy just any old glass it has to be this certain kind of glass because certain (laughs) glass is made this way and that way and like would not be surprising (sighs) we just do our best yes that's right (laughs) okay now I feel hot maybe that was a hot take (laughs) anyway let's get into today's topic which is all about resetting for the new year but this is like a completely different take if you're here for like new year's resolutions and like a pump up speech I don't know if you're gonna get that today not for me this topic came from like a spark in our minds when we were at the wellness collective which would you like to explain about that a little bit about the wellness collective yeah so it was an event for women not just mothers, but mostly geared toward mothers, I would say. Um, they had Elisa Childers as a speaker, Shauna Holman, otherwise known as A Little Less Toxic, and Emma's from Mama, also known as Abby Halberstadt. Stat? Yes, and Francesca Battistelli did yes, the Yes, and um, she did the music. So it was music. like, I don't know, pretty top tier people that were speaking to us, and we heard from them. They gave their topics, their speeches. And we, you know, networked, talked to lots of people that we knew, people that we didn't know. Ate we good had, food. Ate good food. There was had coffee trucks there. Yep. There was also vendors, um, small businesses that were selling their wares in the basement. So it was just like a wonderful day full of lots of good things. Yeah. The only thing they could have added was like a masseuse chair in the corner <laughs> or something. It was yeah. just perfection. Yeah. Claudia. <laughs> There you go. Call her out. But yes, one thing, Alisa Childers is an apologist. She used to be part of Zoe Girl, the band. Yeah. And I just love her as a person. I got to hear her speak on like a double header seminar. I think it was two years ago at Honeybrook Church. It's a church that's semi close to us. And she talked about how our concern does not necessarily need to be from like atheists and agnostics and stuff as much as it really is modern day progressive Christianity because they're calling it Christianity when it is so far from Christianity. It's so mixed in with like Eastern religions and like mysticism and like Hinduism and like God is in everything. And like she talked about different mantras that we hear in our like on our Instagram feed, like you are enough, you are worth it, blah, blah, like all this Live different stuff. Live your authentic stuff, self. You know, yes, all that stuff. And like that whole idea that God is in everything. And so we all have a little piece of God in us. Humans are inherently good. So many different things that we might not really think to call out. It sounds pretty. Yes, it sounds encouraging. It sounds um, good. And good people that we respect are sometimes repeating these things that we don't yeah, even think and about. And it's really just about taking the gospel and making it start and end with you when it's not about you at all yeah it's very a it's like a self-centered religion um and yeah she called out specific churches that often are centered around california and places like that um and where you essentially get to be your own god and it's also a very loving religion in the fact that nobody is excluded but then also where's god's righteousness where do you need god's redemption like if you're perfect the way you are you don't need to be redeemed so she gave an abbreviated version of that topic um she talked like for an hour and she talked about a couple of the different myths that we might hear she has a whole book where she breaks down 10 of them i believe did you listen to it i did just recently yes so that's on my list for this year that i want to listen to um and it was just really really good so we thought we would talk about that today one thing she talked about was resetting as how can we reset in our families and with our children um but we also thought we could give a little bit of like a recap of like what we heard her say that really spoke to us um the phrase you are enough and she painted this picture of an overwhelmed mom sitting on a park bench you know like falling apart you know add in some post uh, postpartum depression anxiety you know imagine I, you can you know what i'm talking about the mom who's just 
you know, hanging at the end on of a rope, waiting for that glass of wine at the end yeah. of the day. Or... And someone walks up to her and says, you are enough. Like, do you think, do you think that like encourages her or does it just plunge her deeper into despair because she is already feeling like she's falling apart and then someone tells her that she's enough. All she needs is in herself and she feels like she has nothing. She's sitting there feeling like something major is missing. Yeah. But and nobody what is has the, an answer for her. What is the truth? You are not enough. And how freeing. You can't do it on your own and you're not supposed to do it right. on your own. How like that phrase sounds pretty, but like the pressure and the burden that puts on someone that they have to find this strength within themselves from their true authentic self. It's a lie. And it and it's hurtful. It's damaging. It's not just a pretty little thing to stitch on a pillow like it's it's real life and yeah it's it's a lie and um it's a lie that has real life effects yes and she said often we'll see the pretty she had a picture of a hoarder's home just piles of junk and then there was like a pretty dainty flower sitting in the middle and like that's what it's packaged as but when you really dig down deeper what does that mean for your life these pretty little quotes we should actually be so glad are not true right yeah and then I think the whole reset thing came in when she's like, what if you have been saying these phrases or like you do have a pillow stitch, which was one of those pretty little phrases. And, you know, your intentions were good. You didn't recognize what you were doing or what you were preaching to your kids. And she's like, there's no shame in that. You repent, you you reset and you go on from there. You learn and do better. And so we thought, wow, great concept. That's something I've actually implemented in my home over the years. And when I was in my school teaching days, and so we thought that would be a great topic to talk about coming into a new year. This is a great yeah. evergreen topic, though. If people are listening to this in May, perfect. Yeah. That's the whole and point. we're going to be taking it maybe not as much from a theological, doctrinal standpoint, but more of like a homemaking. Like, you know, you let something slide, you get in a rut or a bad habit. So we're going to be talking like a little bit more practical, maybe less serious side of this whole reset, wouldn't you say? Yeah. And... As moms of younger children, you know, we're not having teenagers. We're trying to reset here. This is just like our home, our atmosphere of our home, younger kids, that kind of thing. So I know sometimes it can feel like the atmosphere of your home is off. You know, you're, you're struggling. You're yelling at your kids more often. Or actually, I wanted to read this. I got a DM from someone who I will keep anonymous. Um, if it was me, I would want to be anonymous. But she said, I am contacting a couple moms on Instagram who admire and I feel are on the same page with. How do you stay calm when little ones keep fighting every diaper change, nap, sleeping, whining, crying all day long, like breakfast time? Everything's just a struggle. I'm ashamed to admit it, but on some days I feel so frustrated that I scream loudly while my little one cries. Um, I think we've all been there. Hopefully not on the regular, but just like that, you're just infuriated. You're frustrated. Mm -hmm. She says, of course I don't plan to do this, but it seems but I can't seem to shut it off. It just happens here and there. I feel so guilty afterwards. I pray every day that the Lord strengthens my will to stay calm and still a kind heart in me, but somehow I keep feeling these short spurts of anger. Um, you have so many littles in your lives that you take care of and you seem to do a good job. How can I stay calmer? So I think the answer of you're not enough and like digging down into yourself, I mean, yeah, sure. Like have a little come to heart, like come to Jesus moment, talk to him, you know, ask every day for his help and stuff. But sometimes it just takes practical, non-Bible-y, non-like, it just takes practical things to do to create systems in your home and to just create an atmosphere in your home where you're not 
making every single little thing a struggle, like nap time or breakfast time or bedtime. We talked about in a past episode what are our least favorite parts of our days. I think you said like around supper time when you're trying to make supper. Bedtime. Bedtime, yeah, Sunday mornings, things like that. And I think we need to identify those areas and be like, okay, we are going to work together as a family. Sit down with your kids. I completely identify with that woman. I I get angry too and I yell and I feel her pain. And I think... I, don't, I definitely do not have the answers, but I would like to tell her, like, it's okay. Like, we're not for, like, Emma's for mama. Abby always says, like, you can't just say, it's okay. We, you know, we're in this together. We it's, it's not okay to yell, and I think you know that. I know that, but yet it still happens, and that's where forgiveness comes in. Um, we're all, we all mess up because we are not enough. We don't have, you know, we don't have superhuman powers. Um but don't let the shame get you into a cycle. Don't let the shame um, bring you down and like, because that's not Paral- going to help. Paralyzing you. Yeah. Yeah. Apologize. I have been amazed over and over again, like when I apologize to my kids, what that does to my heart and like how receptive they are to that. Like they are so willing to forgive. And I think it is so good for children to see their parents repent and ask forgiveness Um, Even like with a business, like if something goes wrong, you have a bad experience with the business, that business can turn it into a positive experience that you would have never had otherwise by, you know, giving you a discount for your next meal or whatever. Like in customer service marketing at the bank, we would learn ways to like how a bad situation can actually turn into a positive experience. And I think it's the same with children. Like you can, you can snap, you can have your anger and yes, that's wrong. That's a sin. We're not to do that. We don't want to do that. But that act of repentance can be such a good example and it can turn it into a positive thing. For sure. For sure. And I think it actually can be very tangible too. Sometimes we have pain points that are just a struggle every day. I think we talked about this in the past. Jana was saying, bedtime I was saying Sunday mornings like there's specific times of the day that are just friction and it's just not going well and that's when you're snapping that's when the children the the atmosphere of your home is off it's not you're not enjoying your motherhood at all um and so I think we need to first of all be honest and then have a team attitude so sit your kids down tell them explain the situation say how you are really struggling You feel like supper times are not going well. Do you guys agree? Yes. Okay, we agree. Okay, we're going to be a team and we're going to work together here. We are going to troubleshoot. Oh, my word. (laughs) I say this word all the time. I used to have my friends laugh at me because I would tell my two-year-old to troubleshoot because they'd, you know, they just cry "Eh, eh," and they want their mama to help solve the problem. It's like, think, troubleshoot. Anybody can troubleshoot at any age. I mean, obviously age-appropriate levels, of course. But how can we work together? Okay, so-and-so is going to always set the table or we're going to have this system here or um, I'm going to give you a war- at the playground, trying to get your kids off the playground when they're little. Um, it's so hard. My system has been, okay, one more fun thing. I just say one more fun thing. <laughs> and they know they get to shop around. They look around the playground. What do they want to do? They get one last thing to do. And, you know, they pick the slide or the swing or whatever, and they do their one last fun thing. And then it's time to go. So just having a system and expectation, knowing what's going to happen. And so, work together as a team especially if your kids are a little older how can we troubleshoot and then I think you guys should set some goals but I think the problem with goal setting sometimes is we don't always consult what would God think or I don't know just he can bring him into your goal setting too Uh, make sure your goals are in alignment with Christ it might seem like an earthly trivial goal you know 
this is something I was thinking about with the new year coming up. I love to make goals and set goals for the new year, things I want to do. But there are so many things that I could set a goal and maybe God is not in it. And mm-hmm. it's not going to, um, I know you're not a goal setter really too much, but like I was just feeling really guilty. Jaina was, has gone on this sour bread, sourdough bread journey and I was always going to, that's going to be my 2024 thing. Like I'm excited for this. I'm going to do this. Um, it seems like such a Megan thing. I love to bake. I love what all that did I stuff. tell you? What did I tell you about sourdough? It's another it's not child. For you. It's another it's child. It's not for you right not, now. It's not for me. It's not for right you now. right now. And so when I started to think about it, and you know, okay, I'll buy it. Like I don't even need a lot of supplies or anything, but I'll have to get the you know sourdough starter from my cousin-in-law and like all this stuff. Um, I realized there's so many other things that are on my plate right now that it's not something else I need to add to it. So while sourdough bed, bread break baking is a good goal yes it is not the goal for me at this moment and so I think it's good to like pause put on the brakes a little bit and <laughs> maybe this year is not the year you want to take your kids to the indoor swimming pool every single week not that that's a bad thing but you know I think it's good to take yeah. some intentional time talk it out with God see what what God has it in for you for you for this coming year and if it changes, it changes too. There's not, but I, yeah. I still like to make the goals. Yeah. I would say I'm almost more opposite of you. Like I tend to like not jump into things very easily. Um, I'm at a stage now where I need to be adding more things. And like that is almost harder for me to like commit to something. I like to have a very um, not busy life. I don't like to be overcommitted. And I can do more than I think I can. So the sourdough thing was like, I just was like, you know what? I should try it. I was like, oh, it's so much work. I'm like, but I have time. Like, why not now? So I almost had to like push myself into it. I tried to talk myself out of it so many times. Like, you know, this is the right thing for now. I can't necessarily say that I prayed about it, but it just, it felt right. Like it felt like a good thing to serve my family. Like it is definitely serving my family, not taking away from it. Like Jack was even helping me mix the bread so it's something we're kind of you know he's involved with a little bit and it was something that just felt right but in yeah. the past it wasn't so I completely and agree it's with what so you're different for everyone because you can like you can be on a workout regimen and stuff like that and it can be completely selfish or it can ple- be completely good for your family that you are working out yes it's every situation is so different so um just being mindful of those things as we're setting goals make sure God is in it I think it's important to remember the verse in Psalm 127 is it Verse one, yes. Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. You know, you're going to be so much more productive, so much more successful if it's something that is it, that God is in, you know. So we're going to get into some specific ways to reset. But before we do that, let's talk about some ways that we have maybe reset in our own lives with our children, um, with ourselves, or maybe different systems that were broken that we tried to fix. Um, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so I will admit that this topic is not necessarily in my comfort zone. Like the words reset, goal setting, they just don't speak to me. It's not Jaina. It's, it's, not, it's not my brand. But I did think of two examples of w- some things that we have changed in the past. Um, one of them is our laundry system. I used to do the boys' laundry and like le- leave it set on the counter. And when they were little, it worked pretty good because they would get dressed downstairs. You know, they would come down in their nighting and they would just dress anywhere or whatever. But now, you know, they require a little bit more privacy. They get dressed in their rooms. Well, at least Jack does. So their wash just can't be sitting all over the laundry all the time. Their clothing is bigger now, too. It takes more clothing. So we have a system now. I fold the wash, I put it in their baskets, and they put it away. So that is actually something that's worked for us for many months, weeks now. 
Um, and it's, yeah, it's been good. The other thing that we reset often is screen time. Megan doesn't have screen time in her house. We do. We use it as a tool and it's something that we are constantly um, trying to do better in. We're constantly monitoring, reevaluating, changing, making new rules. But sometimes I'm like, okay, this is just too much. You know, you're addicted to it. Like that's all you want to do. So we are going to go cold turkey for a couple weeks. This spring we did, I don't even know how many weeks it was. Now I did make an allowance for Finley when Jack was in school, but Jack did not have screen time for a couple weeks and it was so good. And it felt like an accomplishment that, you know, we said we didn't even necessarily have an end goal. We just did it for a while and it was so good. Um, along with screen time, so a lot of people ask me about screen time. Like, well, I shouldn't say a lot of people, some people have, um, and like what, rules we have or whatever but one thing I do think it's like personal every family needs to decide for themselves but one thing that I think about with my kids is I think children need to have imagination and I feel like the screen time my boys get fuels their imagination does not hinder like when they're not having watching something or playing games when they're playing you know with each other with their toys their imaginations are just out of this world like I, I don't even know what they're doing half the time or like where they are. <laughs> they're not here. I mean, they're in their own little world. They have, they make things up. They have stories. They play office. They play cars. They play all these things. So for me, I do not feel like screen time is hindering their imagination or their imaginative creative play in any way. And if I did see signs of that, that they didn't know how to play, that would be a huge red flag for me. So I'm not like trying to justify screen time, but also... I don't see that in our kids. So that is one reason why I feel comfortable allowing some. But yes, that is one one area of our life that we have constantly, you know, resetting, making new rules, setting limits, trying to find like the, a balance. And it very well could be better and easier just to say absolutely no screen time in our house. But that's not what we've chosen for now. So yeah. Oh, there's definitely hard parts to both sides. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I'm not having to reevaluate as much. But then at the same time, sometimes I think, Am, are my kids missing out on some things? Or yeah, it's just, it's worked for us. And for now, I have no reason to change it. I know like my sister, her family, they don't do sugar in the house. And to me, that sounds like so much work and whatever. But if you're in it, you're in it. And it's not that hard of a thing. Um, so yeah, I think every family needs to decide for themselves that also I want to encourage you when you hear other moms doing things with their children or they're having this certain routine or maybe their story time or certain thing with screens it sounds like good. It sounds fun. Oh, the sensory play thing or whatever. Don't feel the pressure to add it to your family. If you already have something that's working, mm -hmm. don't feel the need to jump in with something new. If something is already working really well, I think it is definitely a benefit. The social media era that we have and everything. But if something's already working, don't feel like you need to reinvent the wheel. Don't feel guilty because you do it a different way. Um, I know certain moms will sit down and read their children like to their children every day for like half an hour. And that's just not me. I don't do that. And so I just kind of am reading books to my boys here and there as they ask. Or if I see one flying around that I kind of want to read or whatever. It's just super. I don't even have time that I sit down and play with them specifically. I'll just kind of do it throughout the day, things like that. So if it, and that works for our family. And so I'm not going to feel guilty about it, even though I know there's other really good ways to do certain things, you know? Um, I did think of a system for myself as far as resetting um, morning routines with Ivani going to kindergarten and then now first grade. There were some times where we were kind of getting pretty close with the school bus 
and I w- was sending her off to school. She was fine. I mean, kids are so adaptable, but I felt like, wow, there she goes off to school and all we did was rush around and eat her breakfast quick and brush her hair and like practice her Bible memory for two seconds while we're walking out to the bus stop. I always pray with her every day before she gets on the bus. Um, but yeah, I just felt like the atmosphere in the morning was not the greatest. So we just, I set my alarm for t- 10 minutes earlier. I got her up 10 minutes earlier. I put her to bed 10 minutes earlier. Yes, it like, you know, it has some ramifications, of course. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just identifying this is hard. This is not working and not wallowing in the hard, but troubleshooting and figuring out a way to fix it. And I mean, we have a whole list here, Gina. We could go on and on about, you know, bath time and supper routines, um, jacket, hat, coat system. That's yeah. something I'm struggling with right now. I'm Did you figure out a good reset? Because that's something that needs to happen here this winter. Yeah. Um, we have like this little corner that the backpacks go, but it's not ideal. But I had been for a while on Friday evenings having them take their backpacks up to their rooms so that they're out of sight. But that hasn't happened the past couple weeks. After the holidays, they're having a Christmas break. So when they come home for their last day of school, we're going to put them upstairs. So maybe that will be a reset to do that every Friday. And then if they're laying around during the week, maybe it's not such a big deal because it's only a couple hours. But then if they're away for the weekend, maybe that's a compromise because they come home from school and I feel like clean out your lunch, take out your backpack, put your shoes away. And it's just like I'm a nag and or either that or I'm doing it myself and then they're not learning. So that is definitely something that we should work on too. And I just don't have like the best spot for it. Yeah, yeah. And I think decluttering solves a lot of problems. Our hat shoes coat system is not struggling in any way. We have little hooks that they can reach, but it's struggling because we just have too much stuff and not enough hooks. So we just need to get rid of the things that we're not wearing. It has, it was hard going fall into winter because some days they would need jackets and some days they'd need winter coats. Now we're solidly in the winter coat season, so it should not be a problem. And if you have fewer things, you have to find them when you lose them. If you have one beanie, you got to find that beanie again. Yep. If you have one water bottle, you got to find that water bottle because you don't have another backup plan. So I think minimalizing and decluttering is a great thing to yeah. pull out this time of year, mm-hmm. especially, and it gives back in dividends for sure. Yeah. And I know we're going to talk about the steps, which we can get into that now too because we did talk about a lot of the things I think. Make sure you allow extra time. Whenever you're implementing something new, you can't be in a rush as much. Like my daughter, when she comes home from school, her backpack's in one corner, her shoes are in another. It's just like so frustrating. Mm -hmm. But if we're going to reset, I just have to realize, okay, so it's going to take a little bit longer to make sure everything's put away and the lunch is read out and all that stuff. Read out. Is that a Mennonite thing? I was like, whoa. Is that a Mennonite word? I think so. (laughs) It must come from Dutch because it makes – it's not – even doesn't make sense red out red up your room red up your room that yeah. my mom would say that yeah i don't know it must be a dutch word yeah comment down be. below if you know pennsylvania dutch is there a word that means to clean up or undo red up yeah your, what does yeah. that mean where is that from <laughs> <laughs> is it or is it um, i know exactly what you mean yeah but I, yeah i don't think it's english <laughs> no it definitely is not english <laughs> anyway so steps to a family reset let's get into that so first of all identify the problem yes and then make a plan and involve your kids in that plan to like figure out what they feel like they can do. And, you know, I don't, we don't do family meetings, but I guess you could, could have. be fun. I mean, I would never call it a family meeting, but it would be a family, you know. Yeah. You know, sit down and talk together. Make a plan. Get the kids in on the plan. You know, all agree together. Um, what were you going to say about the Nault family? How did they, what were they doing? Our neighbor family, they have this, I don't know if you would call it a game or a role or a goal, but 
it's very confusing to me. They tell me the rules and there's so many of them and I don't even... So please, if I get a fact wrong, don't hold it against me. <laughs> but they they do no sugar or no soda. I think it's and no sugar and soda. But then they kind of like opt in or opt out. Though. They don't necessarily have to participate. But if they do, there's like a financial reward. There's also a financial consequence if they partake of sugar. But then certain times of the day, they're allowed to have sugar like once a day or something. And then it's very confusing and they have all these rules. But the interesting thing to me was that the kids were the seemed to be the ones making the rules. So they're all into this. Were they also policing it too? Yeah. Like it seems that way. And his dad was involved. So he just shelled out a bunch of money so he could eat what he wanted, I guess. Like, <laughs> But what stuck out to me was like they were, they were, I think they had a bad dentist visit maybe with like lots oh, of cavities. So yeah. they're like, okay, we need to crack down on like the sugar. So it sounded to me, maybe I'm wrong, but like they identified the problem. And then they had a family meeting and came up with solutions. They worked together to make these rules and, you know, set a goal. And they, it's the fun rules for them. are very complicated. But yeah, yeah it <laughs> seems like they, they like it. They, they're very serious about it. Like, they will turn down a piece of candy or whatever. Like, it's just cute. And I think it's, oh, it's, it's like, fun. they're and a family. Like, I admire them so much. But, like, they really work together. And I think that's key. Yeah, but how much more successful is it going to be when the kids are part of it? Oh, and It's not like is, the mom making yeah. the rules and the kids have to follow. This is, like, a team effort. And I, this is has been successful for them. I mean, this is not the first year that they've done something like this. So. Wow. So they've been doing it for a long time. Yeah, I can't say how, I don't know Do how they, long. Do they, like, but... cash in candy for things? Like, for money or... No, I don't think like so. Like if there's it's a like, piñata or something, do they not even pick up the candy? Like that's half the fun. Like picking up the candy at least. Yeah, you know, I don't, do they cash it in no, then? No, I, I don't know. I don't think so. But like I know if they have a sugar dessert or whatever and it's not the appropriate allotted time, then they have to pay in. Yeah. Oh my and word, then, I should try something yeah. like this with snack time. Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't it's know. very interesting. And I, it's, <laughs> <laughs> their, their rules are like... It's so funny. <laughs> but they're going to remember that for ages oh, yeah. to come. Yeah, like, it's great. Fun. Yeah, so get your kids involved in on the plan and make sure you set clear and age-appropriate expectations too. Yes. Um, if you are a mom of lots of different age children, this is going to be a little bit harder and might look different for different kids. Mm-hmm. But yeah, obviously we expect different things for different age levels and that's completely fine. Um, and then an accountability plan like Mm -hmm. going forward how are we going to enforce this that is where I break down a lot of the time it's like this is what we're going to do I can set the goals and everything but then who's enforcing it how are we enforcing it are we going to work together or is mom just the police or how is this going to work you know Um, and then allow for extra time as you're implementing this new reset of whatever it may be and then don't be afraid to reevaluate like if something is not working how you envisioned it you know, maybe you decide no screen time at all and it's just not working. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you want to set the parameters a little bit differently or something. Don't be afraid to pivot a little bit. Um, it's totally fine to try something out and experiment. You know, admit that you're trying to figure it out too. And then also you have down here, keep your husband involved or at least informed. Yeah. I mean, if you want some backup, you have to inform of the rules and what's going on. And if he's like totally not on board, and thinks it's dumb or whatever, it's probably not going to go very well. Yeah. Especially if your children know that daddy's not exactly yeah. involved. Like, Jack is really into, like, new rules and stuff. He's kind of like a rule follower, and he will remind me. If I say something, he will, you said this! So he's he's more like a stickler for things than I am about rules and stuff. So, um, yeah, and if Eric's not involved or he's not backing us up, it's not going to be as successful. 
Yeah, it's so, so true. I think also with like screen time, when I want to do something special with Ivani, we're often doing like a craft together or mm-hmm. something. But Josh, if he wants to do something special with Fletcher, they'll sometimes sit and like watch, you know, golf highlights or um, like football stuff or something like that. Not for very long. I still say it's no screen time because my kids never come to me and ask for screens because they know they're not going to get it. But if that's something Josh wants to do on his time with his right. son and like fi- he finds it bonding, um, who am I to stand in the way? And the system works great because – yeah, the kids aren't coming to me and begging for, for screens right, and I yeah. don't have to police it or anything yeah. like that. That's his problem, you yeah. know. Yeah, and then also it's totally fine to reward yourself. It, that could just be like verbally calling out like good job, we're doing a good job here, whatever. Maybe you want to make a chart. I am not the chart mom. I'm sorry. I make a vision board every year for myself for the next year, which Jane is like rolls her eyes at. You know what? Like, yeah. <laughs> as far as charts go, I have that big calendar on the wall and we've been doing this consistently, so I think I can speak on it. We have their name. And I, if I need to bribe them for something or they, they take their vitamins, they get a tally because that was a struggle. Um, so if they do a chore, they'll be like, can I, if I do this, can I get a tally? And I'll say yes or no. Or if I need to bribe them to do something, if you do that, I'll give you a tally. And those tallies translate into money. And then instead of paying them in cash, because who has it? I mean, really. I just go into my internet banker. They have their bank accounts and I transfer money from my account to theirs. They watch, they see it go in, they see their total go up and it's working. It's working so well. Jaina has a chart. For, you it's heard not it first. a chart. It's a permanent marker <laughs> on a piece of paper and it's tallies. But especially for Jack, it's been working so well. They can do it themselves or I can do it. Um, they're not up there just making tally well, marks. I trust them. They're, they're doing it. Jack has way more than Finn. But yeah. He's more like motivated about it. They but, come and ask for a chore. Yeah, or sometimes. Something. Or I'll bribe them if I need something done. <laughs> or the vitamin is where they get most of it. I do like the liquid vitamins because oh. we're trying so hard to like. So say my kids, that's like the reward. Like that's how yeah. I get them up. That's actually a system I'll throw out there. My kids were having a problem going upstairs for nap time. They didn't want to go up for nap time. I'm like, so now we have our vitamins right before nap time. So instead of saying nap time, I say, let's go upstairs. It's time for our vitamins. I have. <laughs> so they get their yeah. gummy vitamins and then they go to bed. I have the gummy ones. And so we do like the liquid ones. I do the minerals and the multivitamin and some zinc. And I put it in orange juice. And they don't love it. But they're getting pretty good at taking it without fighting me. But if they get a little reward, that helps too. Sometimes we do the gummies if I'm just not in the mood for like mixing all the things. Yeah, it just take takes more so work, long. But, for sure. And I can't say it's working. I don't know. It seems to be maybe helping, but who knows? I don't know. But I, I'm doing everything I can to minimize the sickness. So yeah. I have a liquid probiotic that once their gummy probiotic goes out, I, I use Mary Ruth's. I love them. I have a discount Me too, code. Actually. I'll put it down below. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm going to try the liquid one because obviously I think it's supposed to be a little bit better for them. I don't yeah. know. Um, and I have it. So I was like, I should try it out at least. But yeah, when you have to make it like a cocktail, it's just so much more work. It or the so elderberry syrup. Actually, is this disgusting? Maybe this is a hack. I don't know. But I have like an elderberry syrup bottle that my friend made. And I, I mean, she made the elderberry syrup. And I use a dropper and they open their mouths like little birds. And I drop it into their mouth and I just go down the line so I don't have to wash it. Like, yeah, I don't know. Is that unsanitary? The probiotic. I don't let it touch you, their mouths, yeah. but. If you have the probiotic that we have, it's unflavored and they really can't taste it. So you could do that too. Okay. Well, the elderberry syrup, they like it. Yeah. I was just like there for a while doing a spoon for each of them. And it was just like so much work. Yeah. Anyway, so I started doing the dropper method, (laughs) just squirting it into their mouth. But I don't know. I guess that's how football players do with their Gatorade bottles and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Tell me if that's disgusting. I'll stop. I don't think it's any more disgusting than (laughs) anything else your kids do. That's true. Because they they, want to share water bottles. I'm like... 
just keep to your own water bottle. We don't know what sicknesses, who has what anyway, yeah. but yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, so reward. I think that's where we got off the track there. But yeah, maybe you can even have a, have a reward as a family, like you talked about with the Nults trying to, yeah. you know, do something together. Or after we are successful in this or that, we will, you know, go shopping here or go out to eat as a family, something like that. Yeah. Sometimes my uh, kids will be like, they'll want a new Rubik's Cube or whatever, because Rubik's Cubes are life. And I'll be like, oh, you want a new Rubik's Cube? I support that. This is something you need to work on. If you can go seven days without fighting your brother, I'm, I'm not expecting perfection, but if I can see improvement, then we'll order it. And it's just a short time. It's not like, I just need to see improvement. You don't need to be perfect. You know, remind them, you know, if you do that one more time, you know, you're going to have to add another day or you're going to have to start over. And it's just simple and it works for us. It, I, you could call it bribery if you want. Yeah, I like that idea though, because I'm... I'm the mom that will threaten be like, why should I get you Christmas presents when you can't keep the stuff, you can't put away the stuff that you do have and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, maybe I need to do something more like Ivani. I will get you a, you know, she's always asking for different art supplies and stuff. If you can keep your art table tidied up for a week. Yeah. Then we'll order the new colored pencils or whatever, yeah. which I would get them anyway. It's not like a gift. Right. You know, but there you go. I love the idea. And make it short term. Yes. You know, there's a light, especially when they're young. Like there's yeah. got to be a light at the end of the tunnel. So. Right. Very good. And improvement, not perfection. Yes. That's what you have down. Um, and yeah, be prepared to revisit in the future. Like you were talking with screen time. It's You're not married to anything. We're right. all in this together. Well, you're married to one person. <laughs> yeah, but the concept, the yes. idea. Um, but yeah, I think also Jane and I have smaller families. So like we aren't into as many things, as well, many charts. Yeah. It's just less is needed. But I think as, you know... I feel like I'm transitioning into a little bit of a larger family and things can sometimes feel chaotic. You can feel that need to like urge to scream like our friend was saying and um, the atmosphere of your home can get out of hand, you know, yeah. if we're not careful with it. So yeah, just constantly reevaluating. Don't be afraid of a reset. And um, yeah, I just really liked what Elisa Childers said about resetting as a family, not just this was more practical things, but yeah. even with like calling out Maybe beliefs that we've been living out that are not necessarily true. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's about all we have. So if you could tell us in the comments one thing, if there's anything in your life that needs to be reset, what would it be? And then do it. There you and go. And how you're going to implement it. <laughs> so yeah, we want to hear it all in the comments. <laughs> we'll cheer each other on in the comments. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Anyway, thank you guys so much for being here. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.